Hello, I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Katie Sewell. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. Next Monday, June 6th, we're taking you to Rome, on the podcast at least. You will be in Rome with us all summer long, all the way to September. That's what we're planning. But today, I'm thinking about packing. How do you pack for such a long trip, especially when you don't want to carry too much? One of my main packing goals is always to wear every single thing I bring. Ideally, wear it on multiple occasions, assuming I build in some way to my trip to wash these clothes. And if there's absolutely nothing in my suitcase when the trip is over that I did not need, I consider that a major victory. And very satisfying personally. Not something I usually share with other people, but a personal victory, if you get my drift. On this particular trip, I'm taking luggage that I carry on my back, a big black backpack, and then I'm also bringing a smaller gray backpack for my computer and all my recording equipment, headphones, shotgun mic, cables, batteries, all the things I need to make the podcast in the streets of Rome, which is all stuff that is far too heavy. <laughs> um, someday I really need to uh, buy a recorder that doesn't weigh as much as the one I have, but it's too late for that now, so I will be bringing all of this heavy equipment. So that's the current plan. But I also want to talk about the luggage that I used to have. I used to have a suitcase that had wheels, which is a lot less work physically than a bag that must be on your back. But that piece of luggage recently kicked the bucket. The zipper broke. I was planning on getting it repaired. <laughs> Surely there's a luggage repair that can replace a zipper. But my partner, Derek, had me look at the luggage objectively. Like, really look at it. See how old it is. See what rough shape it's in. Is that something that's worth repairing? It wasn't easy for me to look at this piece of luggage objectively. I had had this poor bedraggled suitcase since I was in high school, maybe even as early as middle school. My parents bought it for me for Christmas. I can still picture it under the tree. They bought it so that I could fly back and forth to Brainerd, Minnesota to visit my best friend Allie with a little bit more comfort than whatever luggage situation I had going on prior, which was probably borrowing their suitcase. As far as I can recall, this was the first piece of luggage that was actually mine. And they were pretty smart about it. They bought me a green bag rather than a black one so that it would stand out from all of the other luggage at the carousel. I'm sure it was my mother's idea. And she picked out such an unusual color of green that I have never seen another like it. So when I was standing there trying to look at that bag, objectively, that poor broken bag, I saw all of that. The Christmas morning, my parents picking it out, my best friend in Minnesota, my first piece of luggage. 
But I also saw the seven or eight times that I traveled to Vietnam with my father. In fact, there were traces of the baggage inspected stickers that they use there still stuck to the bag. Different colors for different years. And the handle of this suitcase was covered with different color ribbons, pink and yellow, all of these markers left from these trips to Vietnam. We often traveled to Vietnam in big groups of people. And this was a little tip, a very wise tip, actually, that if you put the same colored ribbons on all of the bags of everyone who's traveling with you, you can start pulling the group's luggage off the carousel as soon as it appears, even if there are people who are not off the plane yet, or even if there are people who have gone to the restroom before coming to get their luggage. You recognize the pink ribbon, you just grab that bag. Everybody gets their stuff, whether they grabbed it themselves or not. Those trips were such an experience for me that I just left all the ribbons on the bag as a memento. So when I looked at that bag, objectively, or not objectively, I could see all that. I could also see my first trip to Europe. I could see all the visits I did to my grandparents. I could see road trips and plane trips, train trips, even bus trips. I had traveled with that beat-up green suitcase for so long, I knew exactly how much it would hold. I also had a rhythm and a pattern to how I packed it. It was a familiar object in a way that most objects aren't. Because when I was away from home, it was with me. It was not left behind. Over all these years, it wasn't just the zipper. It had rips in it. It had puncture wounds. And the wheels. Those wheels got so loud. Derek hated that about my luggage, how loud the wheels were. But I loved it. Because people could hear me coming. And if I was rushing to make a gate in time, they just moved out of the way without even looking behind them. Now, with this backpack luggage, this black, blends in with everything else, backpack luggage that I'm using now, I always have to say excuse me when I'm trying to rush past someone. It was no surprise that the zipper broke, eventually, I suppose, because for many, many years, the zipper was breaking. In fact, it had to be open in just such a way to make sure that it didn't rip or that it didn't get stuck open or stuck closed. In those final years of this luggage, there was always a little bit of an edge to traveling with it because you never knew if you were going to be able to get your clothes out. And the bag itself was old technology in every way. I look at some people's luggage now and I'm just astounded by even the basic details like these wheels being able to go in multiple directions. And when the zipper finally did break, which I suppose was inevitable, I kept the bag, of course. I was hoping to fix it. I moved it broken from San Francisco to Seattle. I stored it in the basement, thinking that I would find a way to get it fixed before my next trip. But then the mold. Somehow, my beloved luggage got wet and a dusty white mold covered the interior of it. So, of course, I took it outside with a sponge. The zipper's still broken, by the way. And I think that's right about the time when Derek intervened. And he said something like, 
it's time for something new. You should look at this objectively. So I did. I looked at it. I looked at it standing up with its lid flopped open because there was no way to shut it, full of mold, full of rips and punctures, same strange green color. And when I looked at it that way, I could see what he was saying. This luggage had been everywhere, and it looked like it had been everywhere. It had been through as much as 30 years of travel. Even still, it took a lot for me to leave that piece of luggage out by the trash. I opened all of its pockets. I noticed all of the stickers, all the notches, all the scratches, all the fades. But I did leave it there, and the next morning it was gone. I still haven't actually purchased a new bag, so I don't really have any luggage of my own at the moment. It turns out that that green bag is the only piece of luggage that I've owned that has actually just been mine. So I'll be using this black backpack to go to Rome. This black backpack that Derek bought for him. But hopefully I'll pack perfectly. Nothing I bring, I don't need or wear at least one time during the course of the trip. Because on this particular trip, everything I bring is going to be on my back. I'm looking forward to being in Rome with you. The next time you hear from me, it'll be in Rome. And until then, this has been your midweek bittersweet moment. I'm Kitty Sewell. Join us again. Bye. If you love the show, take a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love to read while you listen, and your rating might help someone else discover the show. Take just a couple of minutes to let the world know what you think of this show. It means the world to us. Thanks. Thanks.